Welcome to another episode of Biohack Your Best Life. My name is Elizabeth. And I'm Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. And today we have Perry Nicholson. He is a chiropractic physician with primary focus on performance enhancement, corrective ex- exercise, and metabolic fitness nutrition, and trained from the American College of Addictionology and Compulsive Disorders. He is an expert in myofascial, orthopedic, medical, and trigger point soft tissue therapy, a member of the board of directors and medical staff advisor for the AIMLA, American Institute of Medical Laser Application. Dr. Perry teaches healthcare professionals all over the world how to successfully use class IV deep tissue laser therapy in alleviating pain, director of clinical protocols and training for light cure medical lasers, specializing in myofascial laser treatments. Dr. Perry is an expert in movement assessment and diagnosis, certified and trained as a functional functional movement specialist and selective functional movement assessment specialist. He uses programs designed to find your source of painful dysfunction and correct it if the site of pain improves. A regular columnist for the dynamic chiropractic Practice Insights, Chiropractic Economics to Your Health Magazine, Advanced Physical Therapy, PT on the Net, Livestrong, Strength Coach, and other industry publications for health and fitness. Woo, man. That's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Perry. I mean, honestly, I'm just, you know, personally, I know him. And, you know, the first time we ever spoke, mm. even through DMs on Instagram, it mm. was an immediate connection because yeah. we're on the same wavelength. And, right. you know, when you meet those people that are in your wheelhouse of, of vibration mm-hmm. and just out here kind of doing and moving the same way yeah. and trying to push the same type of consciousness that right. you are, mm-hmm. it's like we just, you know, we just yeah. meshed immediately. And right. he's just so, man, I mean, <laughs> woo! Yeah. After talking with him, he's an amazing human being. Yeah, yeah, he really is. He's a yeah. special kind. And this is just part one, guys, so we're yeah. definitely going to have a part two diving deeper oh, into... He's going to be a regular. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, he will be. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Biohack Your Best Life podcast. My name is Elizabeth and this is... Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. Yes, and I'm so excited because literally, literally, one of my favorite humans on this whole planet. I was just telling, you know, telling Billy, like, like just literally the best energy. I mean, as soon as we met, like, even over just like DMs, it was Mm -hmm. like boom, like match made in heaven. Like you, you know, same mindset and just the the you know knowledge and and just everything that you're doing. You know, I just I praise you so much, Dr. Perry. so, I mean, I'm, I'm just so, so honored to have you um, on my podcast today, and I just can't wait to get started. Um, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, this is Dr. Perry Nicholson um, of Stop Chasing Pain. So, here we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, thank you both so much for having me on the show, and congratulations on the show and all of the wonderful work that you're doing. I know we were chatting just in one, but before we came on, because I follow you on Instagram, and I was... Just so jealous and mesmerized <laughs> by your wonderful trips that you're taking all around the world. And, you know, I, I think that when people can see that, right, that's kind of healing for them. I mean, yeah. you're putting out some hope and possibility because so many people, uh, Billy, I'm sure you're seeing it. They're feeling we were lost before, but yeah. it's almost even more so yeah. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely more so now. And so a lot of people are living vicariously through me. Mm-hmm. 
and getting the ability to see places that they've never been, that they don't think they can get to. They, they really can. And I'm going to put a, put together a whole thing about that too. But a lot of them feel like they're just stuck and um, they get a chance to see parts of the world uh, through my eyes and now through Elizabeth's eyes. And so, you know, it's a great benefit for them. It's kind of a therapeutic. Yeah, I got some therapy when you were in Greece. My yeah. goodness, that you know, I went there when I was young. I must have been yeah. thirteen or maybe I don't know, fourteen or fifteen. But you know, I couldn't appreciate it at the time. I was right. I didn't go through some life yet, and I, I mean, I could. It's such history there and energy there, but I could feel that even just through the mm. pictures that you were you were right. taking. So. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, that experience. It was amazing. I mean, I've wanted to go to Greece for a while. So yeah. it was, it was, I mean, just to see it from my own eyes and really, really be in the energy, you know, I mean, you can definitely feel the difference. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I know for me, I mean, I used to travel a lot, as you know, before the zombie apocalypse that I call yeah. it, here, you know, <laughs> and uh, I can tell you that when I stepped off and went to different places on the, the earth and cultures, I could absolutely have a sense of different energies. Mm. Um, you know, maybe it's because I came more attuned to it. I think that's a big part of it, but mm. um, it, it's really amazing what you can pick up as a sense yeah. of different, uh, I don't know, maybe cultural energies, if you will, people energies uh, yeah. as you go along. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's real. You know, every place has its own specific particular frequency and the people right. there are they resonate on a particular frequency. Not every single person, but the mass collective in that area resonates on a frequency. And so you pick up on that. So it's very interesting to be able to, to see that, experience it, feel it, interact with those people and try to get to understand the world from their perspective. Yeah. You know, I've actually been delving into that a lot more on my end in relationship to uh, pain because I found, uh, you know, a lot of our behaviors in relationship to how we view pain or illness um, and our habits and behaviors, they're, they're cultural driven and they're around us. And I think that a lot of times, at least in Western medicine, we forget that aspect because one of the things that I teach people is that you can't get well in the same environment you became ill within. Mm. And, you know, so that's your internal environment, of course, but, you know, your internal environment has been shaped through your own history, but also yeah. the history of the history of the people that you're with. And that's right. your culture. And especially in the world of chronic pain, you can't just, you know, put the latest gadget on the painful body part and hope that that's going to work because mm -hmm. that's actually not working out very well. And you have to yeah. delve deeper into that, the emotional component of yeah. pain. And that has a lot to do with when I talk to my patients about their life outside of the moment that they're with me yeah. there, right? Cause those, those thinking processes that they have to go back to right. could be extremely toxic. And it's really, it's, you know, you don't know what you don't know because yeah. it's like, it's like the fish you say, there's water here. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's always around you that you forget. Yeah. And I exactly. find that a lot with negativity. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. That is so true. And, you know, I was reading up about you and I noticed that you at one point was were extremely ill, extremely sick. Can you give us a little bit of your story? Give the, the viewers a little bit of your story, your backstory. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been on the earth about 54 years okay. and, I, you know, I've had a lot of you know, pain, uh, tragedy, things like that, as most people. But I about five years ago, the I guess universe just decided to teach me something <laughs> by kind of kicking me to my knees here, almost took yeah. me out. Um, right. And, you, you know, I'm actually looking back on it. I'm really grateful for it now. I've been able to hit a reframe on it because if I didn't get to that point, I wouldn't have been forced to look at things in a different way because if I was comfortable, why would I? Right. <laughs> right. right. And right. it was a, it was a slow onset progression over the years mm -hmm. that I just didn't, See, it, I guess it's a proverbial frog that, you know, you're slowly cooking. <laughs> yeah. And um, they never really figured out what it was. It was under the blanket of an autoimmune disease, which is what they tell you when they don't have any idea why it happened. They just blame your body for right. attacking mm -hmm. yourself. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's the worst frame to start with on healing anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. And I went through what's supposed to work in relationship to 
Western medicine and even from my own approaches that I've learned over the years, Mm -hmm. but they weren't working. And Mm -hmm. if anything, they were making me worse. Wow. Um, And it gave me really a new appreciation for what my patients have to go through because I've been in healthcare for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm in that world, I got lost. Yeah. And I felt hopeless and adrift and like, I don't know what to do. And it's scary. And it was for me too. And, you know, I, in hindsight, I look back, I'm like, why did I make those choices to do those surgeries or do this thing? Because I was scared. Yeah. And so I, I can't blame people for making the same decision because they just want answers. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that the people who were trying to help me were really trying to help me. It's just mm-hmm. their how they're looking at the world, the lens that they're looking through. Right. So it wasn't on purpose, or at least I like to think so. <laughs> and but you know, I said whatever I'm doing is not working because I hit emotional and physical mm-hmm. breakdown. I mm-hmm. I was lost in all levels. And uh, I knew that that's the time I had to make a choice. Are you going to come back from that and Mm -hmm. learn from it? Or are you going to punch out? Right. And I've, I've talked about this in the past. And uh, Elizabeth knows this is that I made a physical call to a suicide hotline because I was very close to thinking that I would be better off or people would be better off Mm -hmm. without me. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they talked to me and uh, they made me feel better, but yeah, I don't know if it would have changed anything. But what happened is they're obligated when you make a call to them, if they yeah. feel you're in danger to report that. Yeah. And that's what they did. And I'm thankful that they did because uh, about 15 minutes later, police cruisers showed up to my home. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the people in my life discovered what I had done, you know, yeah. and that's when it hit me. Of, right. Okay. Now you got, now this is it. Right. And so what I did was I said, what I've been doing right now isn't working. So I'm going to go to the most crazy opposite end spectrum of what I'm not doing. Right. <laughs> right. But in hindsight, I look at it. That's what science is supposed to be. Exactly. Science yeah. is supposed to be curiosity and exploration yeah. and right. looking at what ifs that would yeah. seem crazy. Mind. But that's the only way you're going to ever make a new discovery is to yeah. step off from where you are. Mm-hmm. And in science, we've lost that. Now, if you try to step off, mm-hmm. they take you out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, correct. Because you're going against the narrative. Well, I yeah. think that fits the day and age right now mm-hmm. when you look around, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so how are you ever going to get to a different location? Because you keep a different place, you're doing the same thing. Same right. thing over and over. Right. And it was just framing new questions. So I started to ask new questions Mm -hmm. and then that's when everything just was like a healing in many ways. Mm -hmm. I started to heal physically, I think, because I got some empowerment back Mm -hmm. because nothing can spur you to healing, like having a sense of self-control again. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's interesting on my journey back when I started to study the brain, I started to study pain and neuroscience and Mm -hmm. human behavior in general. One of the things that, you know how you read something or see something and that phrase or maybe the moment you were in that you read it mm-hmm. transforms you forever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like you were ready to receive it yeah. at yeah. that yes. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was this. It was by a, a very dear friend of mine who's been very influential for me. And he's a neuroscientist and his name was Bo Lotto. And you know, sometimes you'll hear information from five different people, but from one, the way one person delivers it, it sinks. Yeah. 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 Right. So it's not the information itself. It's the meaning of the information that mm-hmm. flips the switch and the meaning right. comes from the person who's given it to you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he said something that stuck with me. He said the number one stressor for the human nervous system mm-hmm. or all the systems of the body is uncertainty, mm-hmm. not knowing. Yeah. yeah. Lack of control. Right. And I said, you know what? That is so true because it's terrifying when you don't know what's coming next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the unlimited possibilities in life. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then that, that's really what's happening in the world a lot today is there's uncertainty. People don't yep. feel like there's in control and they feel like they can't trust what they're being told. Yep. Yeah. Because they're being told five different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that stuck with me on that one is the way that you can begin to take back control is through your education and, and empowerment. So you can get back a degree of certainty. And here's what hit me. You say you can be certain about the stuff that was uncertain, which means that you might you might not know what's going to happen. But if you do it, yeah. then you'll know. And right. it's okay if it doesn't work out the way you wanted to, but at least now you know. If I don't, right, right. Just, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you see a lot of people that want to make changes in their life, but they feel immobilized and disempowered, so they don't want to move. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. And he All said something. He said something that was even more awesome than that one. Mm-hmm. He goes, "If you're trying to go from point A to point B, the first step." doesn't have to be B. It's just not A. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Right? So people set a goal and the goal seems so far away that it they don't do anything or they feel like why bother because it's gonna take too long. And I'm like, that's okay. Forget B. Just do not A, which means do something different right now. Exactly. And then keep repeating that. And here's the beautiful thing. Maybe you'll discover you don't even want B anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you're over to the letter five. You went somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know until you take that step off. Mm -hmm. And then that's why I try to empower people with with the work that I do, because pain to me is a request for change. Yeah. Pain is a request for change. I love that phrase because one, it is a request Mm -hmm. until eventually when it really starts screaming at you and it's no longer requesting, it's telling you that's where pain gets so bad. But to change and then people say change what? And this is the answer that I give. Yes is the answer. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. I just know it better be not what you're doing now. Right. Right. Yeah. But when you do that change, Whatever you did might not be the one, but then you check that box and you're like, okay, well, it's not that one. So now let me go to this one. But at least you're still in the driver's seat and the change doesn't have to be big. As you know, so many people Mm -hmm. think that it has to be a gigantic change, but Mm -hmm. it's the small little changes that make all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and then (laughs) people disregard little because they don't think it's that profound. And I say, think about it this way. Little done every day is no longer little. We mm-hmm. call that your life. That's your habits yeah. and your behaviors. Right. You, yeah. you right. don't pay attention to them anymore because they're so little. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So you make it too little. And it was something that just hit me. It's just stuff that I've been studying forever, but never synced in in relationship to martial arts and awarenesses. Just do small little things that are different and it brings you to the moment that you're in. So for instance, mm-hmm. it, if if I'm in the shower, I always do like with my right hand and I started with my left shoulder first, like all yeah. the time. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I first of all, I had the awareness that I'm doing that. And uh-huh. then I said, you know what? Let me start with my left hand and do right. it on my right shoulder. And it felt yeah. weird. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. But my brain was like, wait a minute. This, <laughs> this right. is kind of different, man. I'm digging this, right. you know? Yeah. And so you start small like that. And yeah. it, it just it The Mm -hmm. brain loves novelty. It loves contrast. It loves difference, right? Mm -hmm. That's all it's looking for is difference. It's not necessarily looking for right or wrong, good or bad. It's it's looking for difference because those two things are contextual and cultural driven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because your bad might be my good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's that's all context, just like what pain is. So yeah. when you step back and you realize that the brain never does anything that it doesn't think is you think in some way, shape or form is useful mm-hmm. for you in that moment or for your survival, yeah. regardless of if it makes sense or if it seems good or bad, the brain's right. like, that's on you, man. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm just right. doing what I'm doing. You better figure it out. Right, yeah. right, exactly. So that's why you can change the meaning of things. Mm-hmm. And another phrase that I read was once it says, you can't change what happened to you, mm-hmm. but you can change the meaning yeah. 
of what happened to you. Right, That's right. uniquely a human being trait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We have a free will. We have a choice. Yeah. And we can uh, take advantage of that choice and regain our own sovereignty by making conscious decisions yeah. to do something different. Right. And it's so important, I think, too, like how we speak about things, because, you know, words, you can curse yourself with words and your cells are listening to you at mm-hmm. all times. Right. So if you're speaking negative upon, you know, your body or, or anything, anything in general, I mm-hmm. mean, your, your body is listening to yeah. that and it's reacting to that. So it's it's just it's important to keep that consciousness, keep yeah. the awareness, you know, when speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm really so glad that you brought that up because that's something that I've really gone into like a deep rabbit hole on this mm. last year <clears throat> is the power of language yeah. and and words, yeah. not necessarily like you said the audible ones. It's the ones that you say in silence that usually take you out. Right, <clears throat> and because you know you're you're talking to yourself oh, all the time. Yeah. I think it was Jim Jim Rohn, who you may know, one of the icons in uh, personal improvement. He goes, hey, "You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with." Yeah, and then I changed it up, and I said, "You might want to make it the four because you're always the first one." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. You spend the most time with yourself. Yeah, so maybe you should talk to yourself well first. But words are. Words are biological information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can hear a word, a single word can change your entire physiology in a moment. Yeah. That's right. Right. It, it'll be a trigger yeah. for, for your immune system in particular, mm-hmm. but also your nervous system. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, the words that you choose are really, really important. And that's yeah. why they tell you when you travel to another country, be aware of uh, cust- customs and words and things yes. that you do. And But also when I started to study trauma and shock and stuff with trying to bring people back, whether in their nervous system is shut down and they're kind of withdrawn, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's It's not only the words that you choose, it's the the prosody and the tone and, and your body language when you say it. Right. Like you can change a word by changing the, the tone of the word, the mm-hmm. length of the word. Yeah. My eyes, when I tell you that word, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. like it, it, it's so mind boggling, but also mm-hmm. that's the thing that really empowered me guys is that to yeah. know that I can, change the language for myself. Yeah. yeah. But I really, really I noticed the difference when I started to communicate with my patients. It wasn't so much about what I'm doing to you mm-hmm. because my treatment starts as soon as I interact with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And just by my body language or my posture or my position or my tone when I speak to someone made a difference in how well my therapy worked for that person on that day. Yeah. yeah. And it blew my brain up. Like, you know, I knew it, but I never really started to practice it Yeah, like that way. And as human beings, we're hardwired to notice these things, even though, even though we don't notice it, that mm-hmm. that's why I can <clears throat> see what you do with your eyes or your, yeah. your mouth, it's the face, especially that's the social interaction that we look for to mm-hmm. let me know, is this person um, someone that I need to be, frightened of or threatened of yeah. or, or are they welcoming me in? Right, right. Right. And that's that energy that you, that you get. And what we had when we had that first call, even over the phone is that you can, you have this innate ability to pick up a, maybe you call it your intuition, right? The, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. pick something up from another human being. Yeah. Uh, you could definitely pick it up when you, when you're with someone. Yeah. How you know, okay, I like really like this person or like I don't want to be anywhere near this person. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think you can pick it up these days. Uh, I mean, you can mismatch it a lot, but I think you can pick it up in in texts and in posts and yeah. sentences mm-hmm. uh, yeah. of, of, a, of a way something is written or an yeah. intention behind it. And here's, right. what's, here's what's interesting for me. I think for many years of my life, I was lost and, and in pain from a lot of different suffering. And I had like anger bubbling under the surface, like all the time Yeah, that was there. Yeah, And I really didn't notice it because it was just who I am. But when I stepped back after I had my rock bottom and I came back a different person, 
Yeah. Maybe through more awareness. I went back and I looked at posts that I used to put up on Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was reading them and I was like, oh my goodness, like I don't like the way that that sounds Mm -hmm. or whatever my intent. I I sound like a jerk. Like, (laughs) you know, and and here's the thing there was a period of time when I was doing my work where I was getting come out pretty hard on social media from mm-hmm. what do you call them? Haters or trolls yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah. right. And, but now over the last two years, I get like zero, mm. like, like none. Wow. And I'm thinking, why is that? Yeah. I think, I think maybe my subtle energy mm-hmm. was being put out there and it just like attracts, like it just pulled right. that yeah. in. Yeah. Because now, when I put something out there, I have a different energy about me. Mm-hmm. I have a different intent of the post. So my posts mm-hmm. before were almost kind of like, okay, I'm putting this out there. What do you got? Like, yeah. Yeah. like uh, bring right. it. Right. right. Now I'm putting it out there because this was really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that might make a difference for you or someone in your life. Right. And it's, it's different. Plus, I just feel so much better. Yeah overall mm-hmm. so i need i knew i needed with my approach mm-hmm. physiologically i needed to do some things but mm-hmm. i knew i had to do different with my emotional state my mental state my mind body mm-hmm. connection but here's the thing i wasn't ready to accept it yet mm-hmm. uh, and until i was beaten down so much mm-hmm. yeah that i had to mm-hmm. yeah wow right Does that make sense Oh, yeah, definitely. That's how it works, man. You know, um, we all come to these uh, these breaking points Mm -hmm. and there's a fork in the road at those breaking points. Yeah. And some people some people take the choice to stay on the same path. Yeah. Knowing that there's a fork. Right. Because going down the fork is going to require work. It's going to require an energy exchange. Mm -hmm. It's going to require getting out of your comfort zone and, and thinking outside the box. Yeah. And so for some people. They'd rather, you know, it's not that they want to suffer, but they continue to suffer. And then they trick themselves into thinking that there's no other options when it just takes more work, more research, more education, more time, more effort uh, and more consistency as well. It's just terrifying. I mean, I mean, change is, is scary. Yeah. So a lot of times people just won't even take that that fork because change, you know, of the, the, the Mm -hmm. emotion, it it scares you, you know, you don't know what's going uncertainty, just Mm -hmm. like you were talking about earlier. That's exactly right. Cause Mm -hmm. down that path is Mm -hmm. the unknown. Yeah. And it's better the devil that you know, than you don't know. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. You find that a lot in relationships that Mm -hmm. are toxic or you might, you would say, why in the world is this person with them? Right. Because even though it's toxic, it's a sense of safety to it. Yeah, you can't make sense of because you're not in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because trust me, to to that person, the other side of that is more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so the brain has to make an option. It said, "Listen, you're going to suffer either way. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get around that. It just right. depends on which one that your nervous system thinks is going to be the one where you suffer the least." Yeah. Right. But but you're not in a, a a moment where you can see the clarity of it, and it, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's happening a lot with the group mentality, right? Because yeah. it all comes down to the number one thing that your brain wants is to not die. Happiness is a distant second, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you know it's hard to be happy when you're dead. So let's yeah. take that <laughs> off the table first, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so survival is the name of the game, and it'll yeah. do whatever strategy it needs to in the moment it's in with with what it's got the best it can, whether it makes logical sense or not. It worries mm-hmm. about logic and ne- the next. Sometimes right. it never comes. Yeah, but. You know, I, I always equate it back to when you run about neuroscience of the brain, we know that the brain has changed and humans have changed very little over the course of history. Right. So it still thinks like we're in caves. It mm-hmm. really does. And that's the back of the brain, that right. the primal brain, they call it, the subconscious brain that rules most of your behaviors that you're not right. thinking about. Mm-hmm. And then we evolved to use more of the frontal cortex, some more than others, right? Mm-hmm. This one. And the frontal cortex is designed to come on in and inhibit what the back part wants to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But that doesn't always work out well, especially when you're under so much stress because the brain devotes most of the blood flow to the back of the brain for survival Mm. and takes it away from the logical part. Mm. That's why you see people doing stupid stuff today because they got no they got no thinking process. They're just going in the back. That's why you say hi to somebody and they punch you in the face because you want to take my feet on the airline or something. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. But the the brain is hardwired to not be alone. So. Social interaction and community meant survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last thing you want to do when you're out on a caveman days is to be ostracized from the tribe because you're going to die really quick. Right. Because I got nobody to watch my back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then that's when you have to make a choice. Am I going to stand my ground and be alone and be mm-hmm. taken out? Or am I just going to go along with everybody else, whether I agree with it or not? Right. Mm-hmm. What do you see happening right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's scared to say anything outside right. because they already know. Gone. The, the brain right. learns, dude, don't do that because your yeah. friend Bob did that and now he's dead. Yeah. Right. Don't, yeah. don't be Bob. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever. So then that falls into that conformity. It, but it's just how the brain is is hardwired. So that's why if you just have a few extra people and you look around and say, you think like I think, and you think like, maybe if we all got together, you know, what what I mean by that is that even the healing process, you can't do it alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's empowerment and support. And especially for people who have the same beliefs as you do, there's something safe about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I always tell people, if you ever seen a motorcycle drive on the road and there's another cyclist going by him, I don't know that guy from anybody, but I'll wave to him. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you have a similar thought process to yeah. it, mm-hmm. right? but it can also cause polarization when you have tribes like that. Because tribal stuff means survival. Mm-hmm. Like my tribe is going to protect from this tribe, and right. I'm right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, that's a great book, by the way. Somebody wrote it said, "I'm right and you're wrong. Now what?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if you don't come to the center and and talk. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. try to learn and see the both uh, the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing's gonna alter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's so. That's a, one thing that the polarization it leads you further away to feeling more lost mm-hmm. in the long run. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. You're right. That we see that right now in today's world of divide and conquer tactics that yeah. the uh, that has really been run all over every single nation, really. I mean, unfortunately. And it's got everybody thinking that we're better separated and, and each group has got something better than the other group. Mm-hmm. But in true reality, we're better together. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and that's really, you know, where they've been successful in keeping the world in the state that it's in today yeah. is this divide and conquer has been really so powerful for eons. It didn't new. It's ancient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how they keep us fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Not to mention yeah. that, you know, everybody's so stressed out from all this media. I mean, everything that's being fed to us right now. I mean, it's stressing people out. It's pushing people into sympathetic and then, you know, no thinking brain. People don't have any thought process anymore. They're just walking reactions, yeah. walking reactions. That's it. So, yeah. You I mean, go to that primal, just knee jerk yeah. survival. And it was interesting. The more I looked into like neurology and emotions and energy and behavior. Mm-hmm. I took that uncertainty, um, not knowing mm-hmm. concept mm-hmm. And, and, and tied it to behavior because mm-hmm. the brain in and of itself is what they call a predictive organ. Mm-hmm. It, it needs information to come into the system to help predict what comes next. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And the more information it has, the variety of information that has from different things, the more information it has to work with, mm-hmm. which can usually help you with a better outcome. That's yeah. one of the reasons why the sensory systems of the body are how your brain interprets the world. What I see, what I hear, what I smell, what I taste, what I feel outside and inside, mm-hmm. that's all information. And then what happens is the brain has to take that information and make some sense of it. And it does that based on its prior experience with the input. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So whatever it did before with the input, it'll probably do again mm -hmm. because it did it once before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how it knows that is, well, you're still alive. So whatever I did with it last time, probably yeah. a good idea. Then <laughs> <laughs> so it gets gets stuck in a in a loop. Yeah. So that's why it's not the sensory input that determines what happens. It's your perception of it. It's a story that you tell yourself about the input. Right. Then you right. can control your story. Yeah. 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 So, and pain is an output signal, not an input signal. So you mm -hmm. can change the output signal of pain when you change your interpretation of the signals coming in and what yeah. it means, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So pain is either punishment or it's information, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that right there changes everything. Game changer, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a game. It's not easy, mm -hmm. but it's a game changer. Yeah. So if we know that the brain is designed to predict things, the last thing it hates is uncertainty. But mm -hmm. when, when it has uncertainty, it's searching for uh, certainty, right. right? And so one of the things that you can control is your opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep my opinion. I'm not going to listen to yours because if I have to consider yours, that's more uncertainty that I've been wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then, so if you look at the uh, energy scale, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like some of Hawking's work, um, mm -hmm. where, it, um, fear, you have that fear, that's uncertainty, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. One of the emotions that you can tag on to help you feel certain of something is anger. Mm -hmm. So anger means I'm going to stand my ground of certainty. Yeah. So I'm going to make myself certain by not budging and being angry all the time. So it's a, it's a another energy that's inserted yeah. for fear. Mm. Right. So when you can that's why that's it's happening such today with like why is everybody so angry with each yeah. other? Right. Man, right. It, it's, it's really palpable and frightening. Yeah. Quite honestly. Yeah. Um and uh, so you, you, I sense it whenever I go out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so one thing that you have to help people is give them a sense of uh, certainty, give them a mm -hmm. sense of uh, purpose, mm -hmm. for yeah. instance, yeah. right? Uh, and then that sense of why they say when you got to get and you have chronic pain or autoimmune disease, mm -hmm. your nervous system goes in fight, flight, freeze, freak out when it doesn't mm -hmm. feel safe. Mm -hmm. So in order to get you to feel better, I have to give you that safety context. Mm -hmm. And there's many, many different ways that you can do that. Yeah. Right? And one of them is just by listening to another person talk and not try to solve their problems for them. Right. 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 That's <laughs> right. You know, I read a book. It was called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. You remember that yeah. classic? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He gave a great analogy like, you know, guys get into trouble because guys are programmed to fix stuff. Right. Uh -huh. Problem solvers. Right. Yeah. So when, you, when your spouse or your, your other is talking to you and they're venting on you, they don't necessarily want you to fix anything. They just want mm -hmm. you to listen. To yep. listen, right. Because if you feel like you can't fix it, you'd get resentment because you feel like you can't fix it and you right. stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. the human brain is so crazy. I'll be honest with you. I'm, a, I'm amazed that anybody is still. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah. amazing, man. It's really amazing. You know, neuroplasticity is a real thing, too. So. Fortunately, we have that capability to make the adjustments to changes, to evolve, to rethink, to reprogram ourselves uh, through conscious thought and positive words and things mm -hmm. like that. The last two days, I've been focusing on affirmations mm -hmm. and speaking affirmations to people and getting people to do affirmation meditations so they can experience that change, that subtle change from talking to themselves, really, and getting their water molecules to respond to their own somatic frequencies and rewriting their own DNA and, you know, trying to get them into a, a mode where they become their own saviors. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. 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 Cause I love that. mentality is, Ooh, that's one of the lowest vibes that, that, you know, you can mm -hmm. have yeah. is, is what was me, you know, right. and right. once you can get out of what was me and then take your power back, I mean, your life just shoots up. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's why I love the work that you do, because so many people have an environment that they're not exposed to that possibility. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's I call it the crab in the bucket syndrome. All the crabs, if you try to climb out, they're like, you're not getting out. I'm right. not getting out. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you mean we could actually climb over each other and get right. out? Mm -hmm. That's not what they think. So that's one of the reasons why they tell you don't really share up your 
share your go up goals, what yeah. you want to do with other people, because they'll kind of innately knee jerk, you know, cut yeah. you off the knees mm-hmm. um, yeah. for that. Sometimes through no fault of their own. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's intentional, right. but yeah. Uh, yeah, because they just don't know what they don't know. Right. And then you're like, well, you know, maybe you're right. And then yeah. they share, they say, share your give up goals with everyone which means right. stuff that you want to give up because then maybe somebody will hold your feet to the fire and say, yeah. you know, you were supposed to go to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Don't tell them you want to start a new business and, and go to Greece and record <laughs> videos and yeah, make other people's lives better. What? Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to hear that. No. Uh-uh. They do not no. want to hear that at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, where you have the, the jealousy, the envy that creeps in the pocket watchers and, and, the, and such, you know, um, but, uh, those people, those are the people that are suffering internally the most. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just the pain, right. you know, manifesting outwardly onto others because yeah. it, they don't know where else to direct it. Cause they're not, you know, working with themselves. Yeah. Have you found in your work that those people have to be ready to hear it or you can do things to help kind of dislodge them from that? Or they have to be ready. I came, I, I, I altered a famous quote. Uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink just because you're thirsty. I have ah. a little extra piece on the end. Mm-hmm. So the horse has to be thirsty. <clears throat> so right. you can lead him to the water. <clears throat> you can drop the seeds. You can lead him to water, but they really got to be ready at some point. And so what I focus on doing is just dropping seeds, mm-hmm. letting them take root. And then I'll be you know, my own example, my own light, and that light will be seen by others. And eventually... People will keep looking at me, looking at me. They keep hearing, they're getting the seeds. And eventually they start watering their own seeds. And then those Mm. seeds start to take root. They have to water their own seeds. I can't water them for them. I can open the door, but they have to walk through it. I like that. That's great. I love it. You're like me. You hear a quote and you're like, man, I'm going to tweak that one up. You got that, (laughs) man. You know it. You have to. Because people, they, you know, they they see them too, but they just go, yeah. Right. And sometimes you got to reemphasize it. You know, you got to turn it a slightly different way to grab people's attention so they can understand really what that meant. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I had, uh, I'm sure you know who Joe Dispenza is, right? Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so <clears throat> I was reading, I've read his books and I was reading a passage in his, and he was saying, for so much of his time in the beginning of this journey, he, he was writing or speaking or doing things really phrasing things or worried about how his colleagues or other people who don't believe in this stuff would perceive it. Mm-hmm. And he said, I have to stop that because yeah. not everybody's going to get it. I have to, I have to flip the switch, put out there what, what I'm feeling to the people that are ready for it, who embrace it mm-hmm. and then not worry about those, the people here. And he yeah. said, when I did that, Everything changed in the way that I spoke, mm. it, it, the way that I w- was writing and the energy yeah. that I was putting out. And, mm-hmm. and I say that because it's imp- we think that when we have these people that we follow or these coaches that are at the pinnacle, mm-hmm. they've been through the same stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and then coaches need coaches. Right. And then yeah. they, to read that, the holy cow, that guy had the same thoughts that I did. And yes. that's how I uh, you initially felt. And it can be that way on social media. And when you post, you're really not posting your true self mm-hmm. or who you are. Maybe that's because you have the fear of being judged for it, which right. is huge because you can yeah. get attacked on that. Right. And that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, but it, it comes across that way. And that's also one of the things when I was able to flip that switch from myself and be OK with it, mm-hmm. that. It's like the, everything opened up because I had somebody say something to me early in my career. I think I was, I don't know, three years out of chiropractic school. I was an associate for somebody. I was really struggling. And then uh, he said it to me, but it did. It sank then, but it didn't sink in because it took me about 20 years. For <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he said, you have what it takes to become successful. You just got to get out of your own way. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. Power and I'm like, dude, man, some of those two shots hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so true. He, he was right. right. And that happens for so, so many people. And, but it yeah. had a lot of it for myself was I came to realization that 
I feel like I couldn't be myself for most of my life because most mm-hmm. of my life I didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. And that was from, I think when I was younger and I, you know, stuff goes deep with, I got picked on and bullied and tormented. Mm-hmm. I moved around a lot as a kid. I was fat. I was overweight. I was shy. And when I would try to be myself, I just got ridiculed. So I mm-hmm. said, okay, I don't like this person because nobody else likes them. Right. And so you can choose to be something else or you can just choose to withdraw and not be anything. Mm. And that's what it was for me. I know I'm getting really deep here. Holy cow. <laughs> um, but I say that because it's important. That's one of the reasons why it cycled back for me to really get involved with emotion based work, yeah. energy work, uh, because. I was finally accepting it for myself because early on in my career, I would brush that stuff off and say, come on, really? Because I was a very evidence-based, science-based person, you know, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. Yeah. It's a starting block, but mm-hmm. the longer you're out in this world living in it mm-hmm. and, and treating human beings, you'll see that only gets you so far. And yeah. then there's so many other people that are that are lost with it. Mm-hmm. And when I found that it unlocked a lot of burden for me, mm-hmm. and but here's the thing. It's like when I unlocked it and looked around, I was astounded. Like, there's so many people that are suffering from the same yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. I, I, they were always there. I just didn't see it. But it's like a tsunami of the universe opened up and people mm-hmm. just began to find me. Yeah. And where the universe showed me. And I always joke around. It's kind of like, you know, when you go buy a car and you drive it off the lot and you look around and go, okay, mm. when the hell did everybody buy my car? Like, right, right. <laughs> like if they were always there, you just didn't see it. Yeah. And then, so those were kind of catalytic drivers. And when I started to speak with anybody who's survived really significant disease or trauma or cancer, mm-hmm. and I really talk with them and I say, would you trade? Would you trade it? If you didn't, yeah. if you didn't have to go through it, would you have not gone through it? He said, no. Right. Mm. Because there's no way I would have grasped the preciousness of what I have right. or, or the world around me if yeah. I didn't. I haven't met one yet. Not one. Right. right. Wow. Seriously. I mean, I feel I just I feel that so deeply yeah. because I just relate so much, you know, like throughout my whole life. I, I really I just I didn't like myself, you know, so I was just abusing my own body and I'm putting myself in awful situations causing myself all types of different trauma because I hated myself. And until I could fill myself up with my own love for who I am, I I couldn't be who I was. You know, I was a chameleon. I just turned into whoever anyone wanted me to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it just, I mean, I was not, I was never happy. And only until I always felt like I had a hole and, you know, like a physical hole in Mm -hmm. me. Like I didn't feel like, like whole as like a whole person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as soon as I just really, really started loving who I am Mm -hmm. and kind of blocking out, you know, because I had a lot of haters, you know, I was Mm -hmm. modeling and acting. So I had a lot of people that were, you know, hating on me. Mm -hmm. But until I started really like blocking that out and and really just I I don't care, you know, I am who I am. My story is what, you know, made me today. Like. I, I don't know. I just, I became so much more powerful, happier. And, you know, honestly, I'm stepping into a different type of uh, vibration mm-hmm. where now my thoughts manifest so quickly yeah. and everything is just, you know, because I'm very positive and I, I just, I've filled myself up with my own love, mm-hmm. you know, for self. Yeah. And, you know, that's really empowering, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's really the key. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, a lot of people just don't love themselves. A lot of people are, are angry at angry. themselves. Yeah frustrated with themselves and yeah. so they've, they've filled all the way up mm-hmm. and now what's inside is overflowing to the outside yeah. world. yeah 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 it really does i there was a guy um his name last name was Ru- with uh ruiz um i'm i'm trying to remember the quote see if i can say it if not i'll, I'll find it and read it. it said your um your immune system will respond to the emotional boundaries that you've set for yourself mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And I said, okay, let me sit with that for a minute. And he gave examples of, okay, well, you have boundaries of your emotional self of what you'll let in or what you'll let out or how you'll uh, respond to something, right? Those are your boundaries. And Mm -hmm. your immune system, your physiology reacts to that, Mm. right? I mean, we know that all the time where you could be physically alone in a room Nobody's there, but you can think of an event in your life where you may have been betrayed, 
or mm-hmm. was very stressful right. and your entire immune system kicks off. Yeah. Yeah. Right away. For me, what, what, one of the things that I, I love what happened when I got really sick is I became more attuned to my body reacting to stress. Mm. And one of the things that would happen was when I started to get my emotional boundaries or my switch would flip, um, I noticed my eyes would become really, really red and start to feel itchy. Mm. Mm. Wow. Because I got started to get worked up. And I noticed it when I started to read like comments that were confrontational on like a social media post. And I said, holy cow, man, I'm having a reaction. Like I'm having an allergic reaction. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's what happens to me. It's the craziest thing. She's seen it happen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Stress. Stress Yeah. The stress response. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, now it clicks in of somebody said, why in the world would you give anybody that much power over your physiology? Mm-hmm. Right. right. I know. Man. So then now what I do is I see it and I go, huh, and I just swipe. I just delete, you know, and and let it go. Because yeah. I'm sure you can kind of tell, too, is I've, I've been doing this long enough where I can tell when somebody is coming with a confrontation where they really want to see what I'm coming from. Right. Or yeah. there could be a, a back and forth, but a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when that's not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and exactly. so you get attuned to that, but the only way you get attuned to that is by going into the arena as the gladiator and getting yourself, you bleed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Oh, okay. Now I understand. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the only yeah. way you're going to get it. You can't get it from in the stands watching. And I think it was Brene Brown who said, I'm not interested in your feedback unless you're in the arena willing to bleed with me. Exactly. Ooh, we, right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause th- th- then you get it right. Cause yeah. 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 So, but I, it's all, I've also had people reach out to me who have wanted to start to put themselves out there and into the world. And I say, first of all, you're probably going to get, you know, come at pretty hard because that's, that's called the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right? and I always say it's a universe just kind of poking you to see, okay, do you have what it takes to even venture in this path or not? Mm-hmm. I, I want to see how quick you're going to tap out on me. Right. Yeah. And uh, so when they said, I was just, putting on information. I was surprised at how people came at me or did this thing. Or then they, then they go, I'm not sure if uh, people would be interested in anything that I have to say. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, yeah. or they probably already know this information. First of all, that would be a, a big no. Most right. people have no idea. <laughs> right. Like, right. Zero. Yeah. And yeah. I tell people that all the time. You're in this little bubble. And in my world, we talk about breathing and we talk about lymphatics and we talk yeah. about fascia. Mm-hmm. And then when we, we talk to our friends, they're like, okay. And, but you got to realize that 99.9% of the world has no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. None. Right. And so, and you forget it. And I'm like, think about that. You, you're not putting that out there because you think that people already know it. And I say, first of all, <clears throat> they probably don't know it, but if they did know it maybe they're going to hear it a different way from you as to now it sinks in because of the way you delivered it because you're not delivering the same information it's not the same information because right. it it's a part of you that is bringing it across yeah right. yeah right so you can teach the same thing that i'm teaching but maybe your tone or your experience or your voice or your eye contact that resonates more mm-hmm. with someone else right. and if you didn't do that Think about the person that never would have gotten what you just delivered. Exactly. And that also hit back to me about basics and fundamentals, which mm-hmm. I'm huge at going back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody always wants the shiny new fancy stuff mm-hmm. uh, to see yeah. because they feel the basics and the fundamentals are too simple and too boring. Right. And, you know, why do them? Well, that's why they're called basics and fundamentals, because they're the building blocks of everything else that's complex above it. Right. right. But I've, I've found that if you have neglected a basic and a fundamental, mm-hmm. that you're going to hit a plateau or a block mm-hmm. down the line that you're not going to be able to get through until you go back. Right. Especially in relationship to pain or health or discomfort. Like if you're not sleeping enough and drinking enough water, no amount of anything I do for you is going to help you. Mm-hmm. I don't care how yeah. many exercises I give you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah. So just those basics and fundamentals that they begin to do to put that framework together mm-hmm. to to make a change for them and their and their life. And then 
as you tell them that that's where you need to start. Mm-hmm. And then that can make some of the biggest changes for you. Yeah. That's why martial artists always practice the basics and the right. fundamentals over and over and over. And if you ever watched any great classic martial arts movie, yeah. And you reach the ultimate master on top right. of the mountain. They always tell you the same thing. Wax on, wax off, sand right. the floor, paint the fence. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. That's all I got to do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now get to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fundamentals. Right. Right. Fundamentals. Yeah. 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 Right? And then people say, well, you know, if sometimes I'll find that in, in healthcare and medicine, but not everybody knows the basics and the fundamental mm-hmm. right and i've learned not to assume that everybody is checked for them mm-hmm. or looks for them yeah. and then some people are like well if it was uh, like i talk about the lymphatics a lot because it's a basic and they said yeah. if it was so basic why didn't somebody tell me about it before i'm like that's a really good question maybe you should ask them that right uh-huh. right because they should have <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> there's so much that we can talk about with this i mean i mean this is just an introduction of you to to our group i mean you're, you're just a wealth of knowledge and esoteric wisdom really <laughs> and i think that uh the people that watch our show are going to love this conversation this is a this is to me one of the one, one of the best conversations yeah and um i'm definitely looking forward to having you on uh, again and some more so we can talk even deeper, deeper. into uh, the connections between uh, esoteric wisdom, spirituality, and, and then the organs even in the body, and some of the modalities and the healing techniques that you actually use as well. Yeah, yeah, because Dr. Perry, he's really, really big into lymphatics. Yeah. And, uh, um, the vagus nerve and yeah. everything. So he, I mean, just a wealth of information. I mean, I've gotten multiple sessions with him and yeah. literally, like, he's changed my life. Wow. Like, literally changed my life. And I know like we're running short in time, but I mean, oh my gosh, like we really, really have to have you back, Dr. Perry, because you're, (laughs) I mean, we didn't even touch on lymphatics. We didn't touch on the vagus nerve. We didn't touch on any of like the deep, you know, stuff that he, oh man. When we get back from Egypt, we'll have to fly out to your your location. I've got to get uh, some treatment from you anyway. So we'll we'll come out there and we'll do it live from, uh, from your home place. I have a better idea. How about you fly me to Egypt? Hey, let's go, man. Let's go. I know. I'll treat you out there at the pyramids, huh? <laughs> right. right. I know. Seriously. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe it, man. I mean, you know, I think we hit the flow state, which means that I just oh, blinked yeah. my eye and 55 minutes went by. I know. Gone. Crazy. Just like oh that. My gosh. We hit the flow state for sure. Yeah, no, I told yeah. you this was going to be amazing. Didn't yeah. I tell you? You told me. You told I me. Did. You told me. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Dr. Perry resonates, man. I yeah. mean, we're on the same frequency vibration. Mm-hmm. I really feel it's just, you know, your words and just everything that you yeah. have to say and just teach is just like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> changed my life. You've yeah. changed my life. Literally. Yeah. One oh, of the few people that really has, yeah. has benefited me. So yeah. I had such a great time. Sorry if I went on for so long. No, no please do. <laughs> please. I like I it somebody else is saying these things other than me. Uh, so that people can see that I'm not the only person that's saying this. She's not the only person. There's other people out there that are saying the same things in slightly different ways from their own context, from their own perspective. So everyone can see, like, you know, this is real stuff. Like, we're talking about real solid information that can help change your life. Change your life. Seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that 100 percent. All right. Well, man, this has been a great, a great episode. Oh, my gosh. I know. And please, please, Dr. Perry, I want to have you back like a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time. Yeah, for real. Yeah. (laughs) I know you, you know me. I'll be back there. anytime. You reach right. out, I'll be there. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Perry. And thank you guys. And if you want to check him out at Stop Chasing Pain on Instagram, you guys def- I mean your page. That's how that's how we connected. I, I saw your page. I was like, oh, I was like, this is the one. I'm like, it's I a just, real deal. Yes, real, yeah. real deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where else can people find your find you? Uh, Instagram is probably the biggest one. I yeah. like to think I have what's called a healthy, unhealthy relationship with that channel. <laughs> uh, but if you go and uh, type in Stop Chasing Pain on any search engine, Google's yeah. probably the one. I, I'll show up and you can find probably more than you ever wanted to. Know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's, so my website is like the yeah. central hub to okay. everything. That's the easiest nice. way. Fantastic. Well, really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. And look forward to having you next time. Yes, yes. Thank Thank you. you so much. Great. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV.
This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30 day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today.